Hey, Nerd Talk Nation. This is your host, Jordan Halstead, and my co-host, Micah Current. Micah, thank you so much for joining me on another episode. Thanks for having me. I'm excited about this one. Are you, are you, like, we're in 2024. How, mm-hmm. how do you feel that with time just flying by, can you believe we're already in 24? No, I can't. I think it's crazy. I think it's just, you know, we've been doing this episode for, or not episode, podcast for almost what, three almost years. three years. Yeah. And it just seems like yesterday we, I jumped on for the first time and did some you know, really fun episodes over the years. And so I, I just can't believe it's 2024 already. So. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm sitting back with with the fact that we've been in Oklahoma for a few years now. Um, we're doing amazing things. We're running our podcast for almost three years now. It's just, it, yeah, it's crazy to think that wow, the '90s are gone, the 2000s are gone, the 2010s are gone, and we're almost halfway through the 2020s. Like it just, you blink and it's it's the time just keeps moving. I don't want to think about it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you're having fun, right? Absolutely. So we're going to do something a little different on this episode. I'm going to pose the question. If we got to run the MCU, if you and I were put in charge of what Marvel could do next, where would we go? What would we do? Who character wise would we add? Maybe you've got a cast pick for them. What would you want to see moving forward in the MCU? And it doesn't have to be timelined of like, hey, in 10 years, I want to see this happen. Like if you could say this story, this is what I would like to see. This is the the cast of characters I want to bring in. What would you want to do? So like let's say the first thing that you would add into the MCU, what change would you make? Whether it's it's new or it's, hey, you know what? We're just going to add a character that's already been there. I want to see him come back or her come back. Well, first of all, not that Kevin Feige or Marvel's going to listen to me. <clears throat> I no, but if I, they do, this is where we're going, guys. No, I, I just think that they missed it. an opportunity. They had a huge opportunity to do some reconciliation with Jonathan Majors, and I'm I'm just sad that that's not going to get to play out as it seems. Um, you know, as of right now, he he's been let go from his role as as King the Conqueror, um, but the Kang that we did have for the time that we had him was just great. And so I'm kind of sad about that. So I don't know where, where they're going to go from there. Um, but you know, you and I, before we started recording this, talked a little bit about like what, you know, what would it be, be like if we brought back, you know, certain villains, where would you place them? Um, you know, and I could even take that a step further and then, you know, talk about how, you know, if they've already had a role in the MCU, like should they have done more? Um, and what would you do? Um, like a great example of that is Ronan. I really liked Ronan in the guardians movie, uh, guardians of the galaxy movie, the first one. And he was in captain Marvel for like 10 minutes. I really wish they would have done more with him and the whole scroll versus Cree thing. And, you know, talk about that story. Right. And we talk about the, the, the globe trotting versus the street level heroes versus the space heroes versus, you know, like all these different, you know, scenarios, they could very easily do a Ronin series um, and talk about his role and how he came to power and, you know, all those things. I think, you know, they missed, they missed an opportunity there and there's not to say they couldn't do it in the future. Um, 
I know that Agatha is getting her series. I don't know when that's going to happen. <laughs> it, do you know when that's going to happen? Uh, I think that's this year. I think that's oh. a. I think that's a late this year. I'll look it up really quick, but I'm ninety percent sure that's this year. Well, I think it was supposed to come out last year, but you know, I would love to. You know, I want. I wanted them to do more with her, and we haven't seen her since Wandavision. So, um, as of right now, it is currently slated for September nineteenth of this year for the Agatha Darkhold Diaries. But I've also heard that it got name switched again to again? Agatha. It was Agatha all along. I'm like Dark Coven of Chaos, Darkhold Diaries. What was the very first one? I think it was wasn't it Coven of Chaos? I think Coven of Chaos was the second. I don't remember. House, it House of Harkness. House yes. of Harkness. And it's like it seems like they're too afraid mm-hmm. to like really broach the subject of, of witchcraft and, and that kind of stuff. And it's like, then why are you making the series? <laughs> if you yeah. want to keep changing the name and stuff. Um I, I really like you know, Catherine Hahn's interpretation of Agatha, especially in WandaVision. We haven't got her back since then. Um, another example, you know, I really liked, I pulled up a list of different, different villains. Um, something that I wish they would have done in Spider-Man No Way Home, which they probably, they could have done it, but they, but they told the story was, I, I really wanted Harry to show up somehow, Harry Osborn. And, you know, because Tobey Maguire's best friend in that, the, those three movies, you know, was Harry. And obviously he dies in the third one. Spoiler alert. That, that movie was, you know, that movie's like almost, 30 years ago. 20 years ago. Sorry. I know, almost, almost 20 years old. Um, but, like, I, I really like the guy that played him. Uh, what was his name? I forget. Um Oh, I missed that one. Uh, it's uh, shoot. Give me a second. I, I'm gonna I got get you. it. James DeFranco or James Franco. I was right. I was. I was second guessing myself. James Franco plays Harry Osborn. I really like his his interpretation of that character and mm. the whole hobgoblin thing. By the time they get to Spider Man Three. Um, I don't know. Those are just some examples of, of things that I would love to uh, have them revisit if I were to, you know, rub a crystal ball and, you know, where are we in five years? I would love for them to to, to continue to do a better job of telling the story of how things are connected, but bring characters along in that story instead of, all right, we get Shang Chi in 2021. It's 2024. We haven't seen him since. Yeah, right. I would love for some of that because, like, it just feels like they pick and choose certain characters that we all know and love, but they get more screen time than some people that we also know and love. But it just—if that makes sense—and so, mm-hmm. um, you know, another example. When did Multiverse 22? Yeah. Okay, Multiverse of Madness came out twenty two. We haven't seen America Chavez since Multiverse of Madness, right? Not that she was my favorite character, but like we haven't seen her since. It'd be um, nice to see her again, yeah. Right, and so like something like that, like the the interconnectedness of of characters and the and chances stories. of us even seeing her in twenty four is very unlikely with how right. few projects are coming out this year. Yeah, so the writer strike didn't help anything <laughs> in re- reference no. to, to projects and moving things forward. Um. 
something that's kind of concerning to me, and I think we're going to get a lot more answers this year when we get to Deadpool 3, is how are we going to get to the X-Men? And who's going to play the X-Men characters and what story we're going to tell with the X-Men? Granted, they already have like 19 films from 2000 to present, but like, how are they going to handle that story? Is Deadpool going to be the bridge to get us to X-Men? My big concern is that, you know, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen are in their 90s or late 80s at this point. And it's like, bro, you got to film as much as you can when you can of these guys because you're you're not going to have much time left with them because, you know, time catches up with you. As, you know, we're talking I mean, about, they could be gone tomorrow. Right. You talk uh, about how fast time flies. Like, I, I, you know, when I think of Professor X, it's it's Patrick Stewart. When I think of Magneto, it's Ian McKellen. Um from the X-Men movies that I watched, except for the younger versions, interpretations of themselves, which those guys did fantastic at those too. Um, Ian McElroy and Fessbender. What was his first name? Something Fessbender. Michael Fessbender. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So Michael Fassbender. Fassbender. Uh, I, I just, I really want to get to, and, and I hope, I hope we get that, that story told in Deadpool three. And I hope they're not just trying to pull our legs and, and, and it's just another Deadpool 3, or, you know, another Deadpool movie, and there's nothing really to do with mutants or X-Men, even though Deadpool is a mutant by proxy. But it's like, please tell me that story, and please tell me how we're going to get to the X-Men, and tell me what we're going to do moving forward. And I don't care if it's just gradual appearances here and there, and like, you know, it's, by the time this podcast drops, the Marvels has been out a long time, but at the end of the Marvels, we get the post-credit scene where we get um, Beast, and we get um, Kelsey Grammer's beast at the end in the post-credit scene and, and that an was awesome. universe, and it was and so like okay are we gonna see him or is it gonna be five years before we see him and see what's going on with monica host the marvels so um what are your thoughts on that or anything that i said or does that make sense and i mean we can continue yeah. the conversation but i'm just thinking those are just so, some hypotheticals that i'm thinking through so i want to start with kang Again, we've, we've had this conversation multiple times offline. I think that Kang is a villain that they should continue. And, and you can have multiple variants. You've already killed off the Conqueror. Like, you could go in and you don't have to find someone who looks exactly like him because you used a very quick cutscene with multiple versions of him. Like, just say Kang the Conqueror, the, the he who remains, and uh, Victor Timely just happen to look like and bring in like Denzel Washington, bring in anybody like that part doesn't matter. But I think the way you handle that is that in phase five, six moving forward, as, as they wrap up this story with Kang, you go in and you do a different version and he is the villain in every movie moving forward. Rama Tut, you go in, you bring in some of the mutants and you do moon Knight, And like you do like a, a very Egyptian European kind of thing where Ramata is just like sweeping through and like he takes out a, quite a bit. Uh, you go in and you do Chronos uh, Tut. Um, this was a, a time trapper exhibited the ability uh, to control time with the Legion of Superheroes, something like that. Like this, I'm just looking at his, his version right there. Like you go in and you do something fun there. You go in and Iron Lad is a superhero. It's a version of Kang that's a hero. I think it would be really cool if you did a flip 180 on us and you bring Iron Lad in and do an Iron Heart, Iron Lad team up and you like put some villain in and at the end, Iron Lad turns on Iron Heart. 
And like you see different spots throughout the film where, oh crap, like I should have seen that coming. Oh, I totally missed that. And then like people want to see that more. You go in and you can bring in the silver or the Scarlet Centurion, um, the more robotic one where he kind of fuses himself with the technology. <clears throat> I think it would be really cool if he walked in and he was your villain against like Captain America and Bucky, where it's like, okay, we we have to outsmart technology. Um, that one would be really, really cool. You go in and do uh, against Immortus. Uh, you could go and have the uh, the Eternals face off against him. Like there's so uh, Shang Chi. Like you could have. There's so many different characters. I think that Kang should have been just the the end all villain. And then you have other villains just show up as as support villains or like not main focus that we should have been focusing on. Like you could have had like. Like I said, with Iron Lad, you could go in and put in whatever villain you want, and Iron Lad and uh, Iron Heart have to go against that villain, but then Iron Lad changes on them. I think that would just be really, really cool. Nathaniel Richards. You use Nathaniel Richards against the Fantastic Four, and that's who, who their first villain is, um, where they have to face off with Kang. And I think it's just those small things. I think that's the way that you you finish out Kang. Now, villains I want to see. Do you have confidence that they'll actually do that, though? I don't think they will. No, no. They're, they're a bunch they, of wimps and wusses, and they they won't stick with it because they think that it's going to damage their brand. I think it will supersede their brand. Can I argue that, that their way. brand's already damaged? <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, th- I think that I, – I saw something earlier today, and it said people are not superhero burned out. They are bad superhero movie burned out. That they're cranking too much, too fast, and it's not the heroes that they're they're against. It's the fact that it's just crap that they're pushing it, out anymore. Is that a post like Endgame present? You think, or is that no? Because we we've talked about this. The Phase Four had a lot of hits. You had Spider Man No Way Home, Multiverse of Madness, Shang Chi, like Midnight. three. Well, let, let's just stick with movies for a second. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's that's three stellar films. Wakanda Forever was a very, very good film. It's one that's going to punch you in the gut and the feelings, and and you're just you're you're going to be sobbing through that movie. But I argue that was a great film. Um, Thor: Love and Thunder, eh, Eternals, eh, Black Widow. Give it another shot. I enjoyed it. I just think it was mm-hmm. put in the wrong place. Um, but yeah, those, those are all great films and yeah, I, I can't say that there was too much bad. And then you get to phase five. I don't think we've had a miss yet. Like quantum mania. I very much enjoyed. I know not everybody did, but I very much enjoyed it. Guardians of the galaxy volume three stellar. Absolutely amazing. The Marvels was even good. Like I, I can't say that we've had bad films. I think what we, we've gotten our mindset into in this this demanding culture is I need great right here, right now, when I want it. And we're, we're all – there was a thing I learned in church ministry and, and things like that of just you can't always have the best. Like there's going to be times where it's not your favorite. And we've had so many great films that I think that we're like, oh, these are not as good as the originals. And we're kind of Star Warsing it. Like mm-hmm. phases one, two, and three are your original trilogy. Like even the even the bad films were still really good films. And like we we hold them 
as nostalgic. And now that we're pushing out more content and there's all these new heroes, like it's year one, two, and three. And in 10, 15 years, people will be like, oh, those were great. Like we, we had a, and I'm, I'm just enjoying it. Like I enjoy every bit of it. So that's, that's where I sit with that thought process. Now, moving forward, characters I really want to see done, I want to see Dr. Doom, but I want to see him done really, really well. And I don't know if they can nail Dr. Doom as well as they did in his original movie with Fantastic Four. Um, that They just crushed it with him. Not so much I with the movie. Want, do what? Not so much with that movie. Yeah, the movie wasn't the greatest, but like that version of Doom was really, really well done. And I, I loved the way that they handled him. Because I've always said this, your hero is only as good as your villain. Like if, if I don't connect well with some of those villains, your movie's not going to be as great and your hero can't be as good. Like go back to Captain America. You had two sides of the same coin, Red Skull, Captain America. They were both done really well. You get to the second movie. It's Hydra still, but with Alexander Pierce using the Winter Soldier and Arnim Zola. Like, that was awesome. And then phase three, Baron Zemo going in and wrecking everything because of what happened in the Avengers Age of Ultron. Like, you have these different sides of this coin, and I'm like, no, these guys are awesome. They're killing it. They're crushing it. And I just don't know if we're going to have enough setup with Fantastic Four for doom to be as big a hit and you've already killed iron man like iron man is a big dr doom villain or like back and forth like doom doom plays off of iron man a lot even spider-man has stuff with doom and i would love to see doom kind of kind of become a loki character where it's like he's just so used and utilized that he shows up against all these different villains or against our different heroes and i think that would be done really really well I don't know who I would cast. Do you have any thoughts as to who you who you would want to see play Doctor Doom? I don't know enough about him. I mean, he's going to be masked most of the time, so I really don't see like you're going to need a good voice, right? Um, but you don't want like a, a super deep voice, and a part of it's going to be kind of robotic to some extent. So we were talking a couple of weeks ago. Did you? You were talking about Galactus, I think, and Liam Neeson, right? Oh, yeah. That would um, be sick. If I were picking... Wow. I'm trying to think of people who have, like, a good screen, right? Like, who have, like, a like a good, deep voice. Um, man, that's a good... You could almost do something like too, like a voice box kind of thing where they, you know, that's like not really their voice. Uh, you know. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think John Ham, John Ham. I'm trying to think of characters that have not already been, been, you know, a part of. Well, I'm thinking if you brought in John Ham to play uh, Dr. Doom, like you're going to have a tall stature of a character. And you're going to get a deep enough voice, but it's, it, oh, John, yep, John Hamm is my pick. Oh, I don't have to pick anybody. You got it. Um, <laughs> Galactus, again, going back to that thought process with Galactus, I think that 
that uh, Liam Neeson would be amazing. Because um, you don't really need a lot. You just need more of your face um, for, for some facial features. And you're going to do a lot of voice editing with it. So, like, it doesn't have to be too crazy of a role. Um, it's going to be very much like Groot um, to an extent. I th- yeah, I think I think that Liam Neeson. But I'd also be totally okay if Antonio Banderas. Um, I liked uh, – someone had said that, and I liked that one. Um, one of the others that I really want to see happen is – and I've been, I've been saying this one for a couple of years now – Green Goblin. I want Green Goblin on Earth 616. And the reason I say this is – Willem Dafoe's version? No, 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 no. Completely different one. But yes, and, and this is who – I have my fan cast – but I'm going to get to that in a second. The reason I think Green Goblin needs to be here is because you need a Norman Osborn in this universe. You need someone who's going to run for president. You need someone who is going to run for – like because they, they have political stuff that runs in there. And I think it would be really cool to see that. And I would love for the matted hair that they like drew in the 60s and 70s. And there's one person who I think would do really well in a startup Jeffrey Bezos, Bill uh, – Bill Gates kind of like set up kind of way. If you if you did that character and the actor I would put in place is Matthew McConaughey. And the reason I say that I think he's got enough of the the subtleties and the way he did Interstellar, he did fantastic there. And I've seen some of the movies that he's done. He's been in chick flicks, but he's done some action movies. And I think that Matthew McConaughey, Green Goblin, Norman Osborn. But then who do you place as Harry? And I was looking at it, and I think that Timothy, Chimay, Charlemay, uh, he's he's the guy from Dune. Um, I think he would be fantastic as Harry. I think you could get him to be – because he's right at the same age as Tom Holland. You bring him in as a college friend and say, yeah, my dad's starting this business. He's trying to help put me through college. And like that's the way you do that. And then – by the second movie and this uh, the second trilogy, you go and say, "Hey, dad's dad's business boomed, and so they just moved into the this building, and they they're calling it Oscorp." And then, like, some red flags might show up for for uh, uh, Spider Man to to be like watching for, but then it just doesn't happen until the third film in that fran- or in that trilogy, um, and that's where you bring in like Green Goblin, and maybe he sets up. The, the the sinister six he's like there's no way i can take this guy on by myself let's bring in the sinister six and then you can bring back vulture you could do venom you could do sam like you could set up your own mcu uh sinister six and i think that's the way you handle that one well um, i said it earlier but like you know how i was uh, referencing x-men and how they i really want them to tell that story and have it play out um kind of building off of your premise of spider-man and you know where we where we go from here with Tom Holland and you know villains etc. Um, <clears throat> let, let's talk about Daredevil and street heroes and Kingpin and, and all that stuff. Like how are they oh, gonna? Yeah. You know Hawkeye and, and 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 Kate Bishop and all that stuff. Like and Young Avengers. Like how are they gonna? I, I really want that story told as well because like you know we get glimpses of it in the Netflix universe with Defenders and Jessica Jones and Iron Fist and Punisher and Daredevil, and then we get you know glimpses of it with Hawkeye. We see Kingpin, 
you know, Vincent D'Onofrio comes back. Daredevil Born Again is going to, you know, come out, you know, in 2029 or something by the time they actually release it. Um, <laughs> you know, I keep harassing Jordan if they keep pushing it back. But, like, um, that's a whole other story because they apparently they fired everybody. And they, I was like, why don't you just let the people that originally did the Daredevil series do it again? <laughs> just build off of what they already had. That's a whole yeah. other podcast and a whole other topic for a whole other day. But um, I really want the story of the street level heroes told in New York City. You know, whether it's Miss Marvel or Spider Man, Daredevil, you know, and the villain, you know, is Kingpin, like kind of looming over New York City. You know, maybe he's partnering with 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 Oscorp. You know, like I, I don't know. Like I just, I think Marvel has really good ideas. And the broad sense of things, however, they don't pay those stories off. And that's what kind of kicks them right in the butt, if if you're asking me. Because it's like, as a fan, I want more of that. I don't want to wait five years for you to tell me that story. Like, even in, in, in episodic television series that we, we've watched over the years. Like, Star Wars, Bad Batch has been phenomenal. Like, I may have to wait a year and a half to see the third season, you know, the final season. But, like, it's a year and a half. It's not five years in between stories the mcu is just so big and it's like man i really want you to tell me the story and i want the payoffs and i don't want these little nuggets here and there and it's like it's like they're casting this fishing line a million yards away and like there we'll, we'll get there but like are you are you going to revisit this character or like by the time you get to shang chi 2 is that guy going to want to come back and even play the character like are you going to be able to get that cast to come back like i think of all those different things probably i shouldn't because it's just it's maddening when you think about it because it's just well. It's hard. Who's to say they're not going to be in a, in legal trouble? Jonathan yeah. Majors yes. had already filmed season one of Loki, Quantumania, and his season two Loki stuff before everything went south for him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? How do you handle it? Because what what happens if Simu Lee comes in and he gets in some type of legal trouble? Are you just going to fire him and never bring back Shang-Chi? Right. But I also think it's hard, too, when you have such a big, big universe, such as Marvel. You know, think of it this way, Jordan. Like, if we did, you know, as Marvel does the miniseries, like WandaVision, it's nine episodes. All the characters from that universe are within that universe, within that show. All the shows that we grew up with, you name the show, all the characters were contained to that show. There's no way that Marvel's going to be doing a project, Avengers movies aside, where you're going to get that many people in one room at the same time. It's just not going to happen. And do I wish that would happen? Yes, obviously. That would just be so cool. You you only get that that Avengers Endgame battle or Infinity War battle once, you know, in a lifetime kind of thing. But it's very frustrating because it's like, you know, there are other heroes in New York besides Spider-Man, right? And there's other villains in New York besides, you know. So Green- I've, I've heard some inklings about what Disney's planning to do. So there's a thing called a show Bible. And the idea behind this is we write out the overall plan. We write out each episode, what the rules are, what like what you have to follow, what things you can and cannot say. And there are certain things that'll like be said in an episode that you're like, okay, this kind of becomes lore and we have to add this and we have to build on this part because we accidentally like made this 
episode much bigger than it actually needed to be. Like it was just the fans resonated with it. Someone caught it on uh, Instagram and they said, hey, did anybody see the coffee cup that was on uh, the the Game of Thrones set? Or, hey, did you see the stuntman in the back of the Mandalorian? Like people see those things. And so you either A, fix it or B, redo and, and, and like make it lore. And so I think what they're going to do is set up all these small characters in the shows. I don't foresee a lot of them going on the big screen until like an Avengers level or Defenders or whatever happens there. But I think that you're going to start seeing back and forth a lot of, hey, here's our, here's our street level heroes, but some of them need to be on a certain movie or they need to be in for a certain thing. Like look at the Marvels. Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie shows up for like a hot second and then she's back out. She didn't have to be there, but it was cool to have her. It was cool to see the interconnections of the universe and to have that moment. And I think that for specifically for the MCU, I think they need to have the TV series and build like, hey, you know, every so many weeks we're going to be pushing out a new TV show. So like as soon as one show ends, we'll we'll start the next one or maybe have two run in the same week um, for certain weeks. Like, I don't know what they'll do, but I think that a lot of those street-level heroes, you'll see, like, hey, this is Daredevil's year. He's going to get, like, 18 episodes, and then following that, we're going to get some Spider-Man stuff. Or we're going to see, like, other heroes that'll have whatever going on. But you'll see, like, Iron Fist and Luke Cage and Punisher and Jessica Jones and Spider-Man. And you're going to see, I mean, you can put a ton of different heroes in there. Kamala Khan is going to show up. Like, things like that. I think that that's where they'll show up. Yeah, I think it's you got to have balance, and they don't. I don't think that they. I think they, like I said just a moment ago, I think that they think too broadly with their creation, which is there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being like, and I think you and I have that dynamic too with nerd talk. It's like you're a big picture kind of guy. I'm like yep. more in the, the, the details. details. And absolutely, you know, I think that Kevin Feige and Co. really think big picture, but they don't think of the little things that would actually. Um, grab fans attention long-term, right? There's not that investment anymore. Like it just felt like, I don't know. I see, I read so many threads and I take people's comments for grains of, you know, grains of salt because, you know, you're right, Jordan, there are good projects in like phase four, but like a lot of people dropped off after Endgame because it was just like this culminating moment where it was like, why do I need to watch anymore? Like Tony Stark died. Like it just, my, it just, my mom and dad haven't even watched Endgame. Like they ran through Iron Man all the way up to Endgame, and they said we just we can't do it. They killed all our favorite characters, and I'm like, no, go watch it. Like they all come back. It's this really really good movie. You'll enjoy it, and then it sets you up for for two more phases of really really good content. And they're just like, eh, really no, we're okay. And I think my dad too. On you know there was a point where we were watching movies with him, you know, trying to keep him invested in the MCU. Like I remember he, he would come, to, you know, come to our house and it's like, all right, what have you seen? And what have you not seen? Uh-huh. And, you know, I remember one day we, and one day we sat down and watched multiverse of madness and no way home. And it was like, Oh my gosh, he loved both of those movies. And I mean, so do I, but like, he's not seen. I, I would have ventured to say it's probably the last he's seen of anything 
right? Like we've, we took him to see Endgame. We took him to see Infinity War. We took, you know, we made sure that he caught up, you know, was caught up with stuff. But like, I think post, you know, No Way Home and um, Multiverse of Madness, he's not seen anything. And I, I, I would doubt that he would have, you know, I don't think he's seen any of the small screen stuff. WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, Moon Knight, et cetera. Um, it's just a lot to keep up with. And like you were talking to me and like, as of the date of this recording, like we, you know, what if um, season two, like is dropping an episode a day or whatever. And it's like, I, I told you, I, I laid down to go to bed and pulled something on my iPad and totally forgot that they, have, that they even started what if season two. And it's like, oh, there's that. And, you know, it's just a lot to keep up with. And, you know, stuff that I've not watched over the years and trying to keep up with that and there's a series that I want to watch. So I don't know, man, it's just, I can't, I don't claim to know the answer, but I, I can see a lot of things that are wrong with the current product and, you know, all I make suggestions and, you know, have these dream scenarios and recordings like we do with this podcast. But like, I think Marvel's got a lot of work to do. To gain the they trust do. of fans again. Plus, you know, we, we, we've been beating the dead horse, you know, forever with the whole movie theater conversation, but like, it's just, you know, you've got to overcome that mindset of, well, the small screen stuff doesn't make us money. Well, some of your small screen stuff in phase four is some of your best stuff. Like, I, I don't care if it was a movie or not. I don't care if it was in theaters or not. It was some of the best stuff that you put out. Um, I love WandaVision. Moon Knight was stellar. You know, it, I could go on and on, but it's just... Again, I don't know the answer. I don't claim to know the answer, but like, I, I just think that you're going to have to do something to get the goodwill of fans again. And God only knows, like, and, and this isn't even about DC, but like, you know, Aquaman 2 kind of wrapped up 2023 in the DCEU as we know it. And you said that you went and saw the film. I've yet to see it. You said it wasn't very good um, just from your first initial viewing. But like, I read somewhere where that movie only ended up making, I don't know, $40 million in the opening weekend. Wonka. It'll be on Won iTunes next week. <laughs> yeah. Well, Wonka, Wonka, the, the movie that they'd made about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory about how Willy Wonka came to be, that movie made over a hundred million dollars opening weekend. Oh, that doesn't surprise me one bit, but people love that story and they're invested in that. But I think that goes along with the conversation of this, the market being oversaturated with, with too much content. So there, there's not a lot of balance. I'll say that again. Yeah. And that's, again, it just comes down to balancing things out, trying to figure out, okay, what's going to work, what's not. And I think Marvel is back on track. They're trying to figure things out. They're slowing things down in the right areas. Um, they're already talking about what they'll do. But I just think that if you're going to build, <clears throat> you need to build on your villains. Don't worry about introducing a million more heroes. And don't, don't kill every one of them that you bring in. Well, and you've talked about that a lot. Let's look at Phase Four real quick. How many how many of their villains did they kill? They didn't kill uh, Taskmaster, but they killed the Red Room leader in in uh, Black Widow. Uh, they kill did they kill Wenwu? Yeah, they killed Wenwu right uh, at Shang Chi. Mm -hmm. And then they killed Icarus, but he'll probably be reborn in Eternals. Uh, then they killed no one. They killed Aunt May. They didn't kill any of the villains in No Way Home. They just sent them back to their respective spaces. Yep. 
Yep. They didn't kill... I'm going to put a big stamp on this one. I don't think they killed Wanda in Multiverse of Madness. Because we don't really know one way or the other. Like they said, hey, she's dead. But I'm like, mm, I don't think so. That's too easy. Yeah. Um, then Thor Love and Thunder, they Gore killed died. Gore. Yeah. yeah, Gore died. Which I still think the way that they handled his death at the end. I'm like, come on. You could have done so much better. Um, he made that move for me. Oh, he did. He was great. Christian Bale. Mm. Uh, and for all of our listeners, go listen to our episode on uh, Batman from last week. It was it was a good episode. Uh, so there was that. And then uh, Wakanda Forever, they didn't kill Namor. And then they didn't kill uh, the High Evolutionary. They didn't, oh, and, and Guardians 3. Yep, they didn't kill Kang, I believe, in The, uh, the Conqueror. I don't think that he got shrunk or whatever. Or From they, they said he, yeah, I don't think he's, I don't think he's dead. Um, and then, uh, they did kill the villain in, in the Marvels. Well, I'm not so saying, really they, I'm not saying like, I'm not counting for, you know, phase four, but I'm just saying as kind of a rule of thumb. Cause you said that a lot in the early go. I do say that, that they, a lot that they killed yeah. a lot of the, you know, the villains early on and, you know, they did better in phase four. So like, I would just kind of encourage them to stay on that model or bring, you know, bring redemption to their stories like they did with Namor, for example. Yeah, I agree with that. But yeah, that's, that's all of that. Um, but I, I think that you're just going to have to build on these villains and you're going to have to, to take the time. Like I know Tom Holland keeps saying in interviews, I'm only coming back if the story's good. And I'm like, you're coming back regardless because you signed a contract and the money's good. <laughs> the money's good. <laughs> but the, but the, and not only that, but that's time where you and Zendaya are on the same set. So like you guys are there together. Yes. Like, <clears throat> especially cause I heard they're engaged or whatever. I, I don't know if they get married or whatever, but, but with all of that being said, you, you just build on the characters that you do have. And, if you want to bring back like Captain America and Iron Man and Black Widow, like do it, make it a good story, bring them back, but then build on those characters. Don't don't be like, oh, we are only doing a trilogy. No, no, no. Build until you're done. Like until their story is complete. Like Thor, Thor's going to get a fifth movie. Like they're going to redeem the fourth movie, <laughs> and and they're going to do better about it with the fifth. And I really hope they don't make him comedic. I hope that he he gets serious again. But they'll do a fifth movie, and it wouldn't surprise me if they do a sixth movie. Mm. Like, like if we get two <laughs> more Thor films, but but Taika Waititi's out. Like they've already said, Taika Waititi's not coming back to to direct. He'll come back as Korg, but he won't come back for for the other stuff. So it just is all all in how you tell your stories, and your villains specifically need to be what pushes those stories. The last thing I do want to say, because I, I I didn't get to say this one earlier, I, I just thought about the fact that I didn't say it. There's one villain I don't think we'll ever see back on screen, um, which is Carnage. And I sent you this offline a, a, a week or so ago. What do you think about Matthew Lillard being the guy who played Shaggy uh, in the Scooby-Doo movies? What do you think about him playing Carnage? I don't, you know, I don't know enough about it, but like, you know, it just seems like a good casting. Um, yeah. <clears throat> like I'm just, I'm just okay looking at pictures this. and stuff. 
Yeah, I'm okay if like they even just make small references and like he never actually pulls on the full carnage, and like he's just hey, we we finally apprehended the serial killer or whatever. Like I think that'd be just really really cool. I mentioned it in the Batman episode, like we were kind of like fan casting future villains, but like I mentioned Mister Freeze in that episode, but like I would really like to see a twenty. 20s version of uh, Doc Ock just to see how oh, different yeah. it could look. You know, I mean, Molina killed it in Spider-Man 2, and that's one of my favorite Spider-Man movies, as well as, you know, in No Way Home, um, all that time later. And then to like, come back, for, yeah, that No Way Home, he just, he crushed it. But I would like to see somebody else take on that role, maybe a younger person, and just to see how different that movie, or not movie, different that role would be you know, in 2025, 26, 27, whatever. Um, I think they could do a lot of cool things with, with the arms and, and how it came to be, et cetera. So, Oh yeah, they could be, well, and I, I would love to see the spider slayers. I think that would be a, uh, did you ever watch the nineties cartoon? I did. It's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah. When they had Smythe and he had the spider slayers running around for Kingpin. I'm like, that would be awesome. If you just did Kingpin, paying for spider slayer robots and like Spider-Man's having to swing around and try and like do detective work to some degree. And then like these robots are trying to kill like that would just be awesome. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff they can do, but we'll see what happens. So, all right, well, we're going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. Thank you to all of the listeners who are, who've been listening to us for the past almost three years. It's been a blast having a lot of fun doing this. Uh, check us out on some of our social media. We've, we've posted in the past. I don't know how much <laughs> we'll be on there moving forward. Just it's a lot going on in our worlds. But uh, with that, just keep checking out our episodes each week here on Nerd Talk.